Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
All right, welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. Man, we got a great show for everybody tonight. Terry Dark from Jameson Raid is our first guest. Terry will be calling in any minute because it's getting late in the UK and we want to get him on before. So just, you know, pass that bedtime over there. And then later on in the show, Brian Blake from Eternal Voyager. We opened up today's show with Acid and Drop Dead. I've reached out to the old singer of that band a few times already trying to get her to come on the show, but I haven't had much luck. I am going to try again in 2016. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can make that happen for everybody. All right, we're going to wait for Terry to call in. Because uh, I, I, yeah, it's about that time. So why play another tune? After we're done talking, we'll get on some music off that brand new record, Uninvited Guest, and be able to do some classic old school Jameson Raid after that. Uh, not a lot happened in the metal news. I was kind of looking around before to see what was taking place, and uh, not too much. I mean, even, you know, you go to Brave Words and, and Blabbermouth today, and all you get is the same. It's like there's no metal news anymore. It's just the same garbage. Uh, this band played a show in Paris. That band played a show in New York. This band played a show in California. That band played a show in the UK. That's all the metal news. There's nothing like, you know, really good anymore to read about. Nothing happened. It's just a lot of nonsensical promotion that doesn't really make any sense. I'm all for it when they announce a new record and, you know, a major show or something that happens or was announced. But it's just them telling them, that, you know, this band played, you know, this song during that show. And then there's a homemade video clip, some guy from a cell phone camera. Not a lot going on over there. All right. Uh, let me see. I guess my uh, my partner in crime, Big T, is going to be calling in today because I see him in the chat room. I'm not really sure where he is, but uh, we'll just wait a little bit longer until that takes place. Uh, you know, last week I was talking about that Last in Line record. Actually, on Thursday show, I think it was. Uh, that's the band that features all the old XDO members, and Andrew Freeman uh, is actually on vocals on that. I've been trying to go through it like more and more and like trying to force myself to get into it. And it's not a bad album. But like, you know, Vivian Cameron made that claim that, you know, this would have been like something we recorded, you know, in the early Dio days. And it has nothing like that. It doesn't have that vibe at all to it. Uh, and I just don't get why they would say that. I know they want to kind of bring that old school uh, sound back and everything is retro right now. But it doesn't have that vibe to it. It's actually a little bit more bluesy, uh, in my opinion, than anything else. Uh, but, you know, when you, when it comes out, you'll say, I can't really play any music off it until January. Because uh, that's when it's uh, going into rotation. Uh, so I have to wait another couple of weeks, but I will get on a song, you know, at that point in time. Uh, let me see what else is going on. Uh, not too much. You know what? I'm going to see if I can find out where Terry is. Uh, see if I can reach out for him right now uh, while I do that. You know what? Let's do a Jamie Sarai song with me as well. Let's go old school here. Seven Days of Splendor. <laughs> Ha <laughs> 
All right, Jameson Ray with Seven Days of Splendor. That goes back to the very first uh, EP by the band, a single. I think I'd like to get Tommy on the line right now. All right, T, I thought maybe you forgot the phone number after all these weeks. No, it's it's programmed in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, not too much, man. Good to have you back on there. Good. Same here. Good, Same good, here. very good. I, we're just waiting for Terry Dark to call. You know, uh, about two weeks ago, I, I came back from vacation and uh, Block Talk Radio was nice enough to say, hey, you know what? I think we fixed all the problems that we were having with the connections and losing the audio. And, you know, they kept making it think like it was me and my end on my computer, but they had like a massive meltdown of their equipment or whatever. And that's what caused it because I wasn't the only one complaining about it, but they made it sound like I was. And they yeah. rehooked it up and uh, we tested it out. And it's been working great for the last three shows. Uh, but I wasn't sure about tonight because Terry was supposed to call in right off the bat because uh, it's getting kind of late in the UK, but I have not heard from him. So I guess we'll just have to hang around and see what happens. Yeah, okay. We'll see what happens. Yeah, wow. yeah you know, because we had, they have that new direct connect option. So I send him a link and he just clicks a button. And it connects him to the switchboard directly. He doesn't have to dial in or use Skype or anything else. And it works great when people know how to use it, but a lot of people don't understand how it works. But it is kind of simple and self-explanatory if you get the email. Right, right, right. Yeah, plus I'm looking at a Skype address and it says that there's nobody there, so I don't know. We'll just hang out and wait. If he calls, he calls. You know, I think the only one that's going to be disappointed the most is our friend Reese because she was dying to hear from him tonight. All oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> she just got she's like, I'm running out for pizza. What time is it coming on? I said, you got time. Go get your pizza. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah, it's good to have you back here again. You know, before I was talking about the metal news, like, you know, I, like I look for stuff to talk about, like in between the songs, especially when you're not here because I have nothing to chit chat about. And like every news feed is the same thing, whether it's Blabbermouth or Braveheart. It's like, you know, Metallica does not the Sandman in Norway, uh, Slayer does Repentless in Japan. I mean, that's all it is. Them announcing like a band playing a song in a different country. There's like no actual like real news, like in you know, hard hitting metal news anywhere, like information about something that might be coming up or happening. It's just like you know, it's like all nonsense. It's like it's the there's like a a, a a feed that they all get their information from, you know. Everybody has the same same uh, news report, so to speak. Yeah, it's just it's just like a lot of you know, it's just filling up space is all it is. There's really no news. It's like you know when they came out twenty four hour. News like with CNN and stuff like that, it just kept regurgitating the same stuff or trying to create news just to fill up space because nothing was really going on. I mean, you know, that's uh, yeah. since what's happening in the metal world right now. I guess. Who knows? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Well, you see, you know, King Diamond did the three shows. Was it four shows, I think, in New York uh, a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I think it was three. I think it was Friday, Saturday. So they kept adding one after the other because they kept selling out. Now, wouldn't it make more sense? I mean, that theater was what? Maybe a 1,500 capacity, you think? Right. A thousand capacity? Yeah, a little bit more. A little bit more? Why not go to one theater that holds four or five thousand people and play like a massive show like that? Unless you think it's a thousand people buying the same tickets every day, the same thousand people going? No, it's definitely different people. Yeah. I, I assume unless somebody, you know, is that that uh, rich that they could buy three tickets three nights in a row. I've seen a few people go a couple of nights and like the real diehards, but I was saying last week, you know, we saw him, I believe it was October of last year uh, right. when he first came back and did a show. And then I, you know, you weren't able to make it, but I caught him over to some at the Mayhem Festival again. And now, right. you know, this year in October, uh, for three shows in New York, to me, it's like I'm glad that he's back playing live, but three times in one year 
And you know, let's face it, yeah. King Diamond. You know, he did he did Abigail this time, but he kind of does the same set and the same show every time he plays. Nothing ever changes. It was amazing that they saw he sold. Well, he definitely sold two. I'm not sure about the the uh, first show, but the the uh, Saturday and Sunday show were definitely sold out. Yeah, sure the first show was too because they wanted me to go, and then they said we can't give you a ticket because we 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 ran out. We were sold out. Now, I don't know if they meant oh, just wow. for press or like in general. Uh, then you can come. You can't come. We'll give you a photo pass. What am I gonna do with a photo pass? Am I gonna put up a photo pass on the radio and show people a photo? What am I gonna do with a photo pass? I like. I'm radio. I'm not press. I'm not like you know you know you know a magazine or a book or a, a website. It's a radio show. You know. Exactly. Exactly. They never get it sometimes. But even Slayer was saying Thursday we played Slayer on the show last week, and I was like, they've been here four times in the last eighteen months. Also, I mean, sometimes I know that's how the bands are making money today. That's the only thing they can do. They're you know bringing revenue, especially when this is all they do for a living. But sometimes it's like overkill. I mean, four times seeing Slayer in an eighteen-month period. I mean, I'm diehard. I mean, maybe not as much as I was in the '80s, but that's just too much to me. It does. Uh, it's a little overkill. I think it's a little overkill. It is. You remember those days when a band put out a record, you waited a few months, and they went out on tour, and they really they toured for like a year or so. And, you know, they, you couldn't wait for them to get to your town. There was that one show. And you knew that that was it. If you didn't go, you weren't going to see them until another record came out and they toured again. They didn't just didn't randomly tour back then, like on a nonstop basis. It was like they had an album to promote. They went out and they yeah. played it. And if a band didn't put out a record for a couple of years, you had to wait. Yeah. Well, now it's the only way they can really make good good money is uh, performancing, you know? Performancing? I know. Performing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they don't, uh, yeah, they don't make anything on their on the digital downloads. No, not many people buy the the records. Uh, you got a sm uh, the I mean the CDs, and then you got a small amount that'll buy it on vinyl. You know, so true. I guess the only way they can make money is performing. So they keep you know they constantly touring. You know, even if they play the same spot. I mean, if they if they sell out, you know, like like. Uh, King Diamond did that. That was good for him, you know. But uh, I know maybe he'll, he'll put the King Diamond on the shelf and and tour with a uh, a new, you know, uh, Merciful Fate set. You know? uh, I keep hoping. Hank Sherman was talking about that in, uh, in an interview recently about you know it happened one day, but maybe not right now. Uh, I don't know what the, really. I don't know what the. I mean, I see King Diamond just got back after like what over a decade of really not playing and touring. So I get it, and, he, and he's selling out everywhere he goes. People are going crazy to yeah. see him. I, I I get it. You know, he's he's making it work. He's making money. Why put it to the side? But it's not like he's putting it to the side to form a new band that might or might not hit or make it. It's merciful freaking fate. I mean, they've grown in such status. I mean, I think the more popular now, even with the younger fans, were not weren't even around if not born when they were. You know, playing in the '80s, they just they they hear about it, they see, they see the videos of the old shows. They want to see yeah. this, I think, as much if not more than we do. I know. Yeah, because it's ah. the, uh, the younger the younger generation now. They they're wearing the uh, the old school T-shirts at shows. You know, I see uh, Merciful Fate shirts and um, you know all, all these kinds of crazy. You know, like I guess Raven. I've seen Raven. I'm obviously going to see Iron Maiden, you know, but uh, you'll see like Celtic Frost, okay, um, Venom, uh, you know, like the old school uh, bands. And if uh, guaranteed, if they're buying the they're buying the uh, the T-shirt, they got to be into the band. You know what I mean? 
Unless you get like I would hope so posers, unless you get these posers, you know, different story. But yeah, these, yeah, know, these seem like kids. I mean, from what I've seen on Facebook, these seem like the young ones that are into the old school stuff again. You know, which is great. You know, so now take advantage of it. You know, strike while the iron's hot. You know, I mean the, uh, the absolutely Dennis Sherman. Yeah, the Dennis Sherman stuff is really good. Um, you know, but you don't have to worry about new stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, you can play us, you know, the old, you don't have to play us new stuff. You got old stuff to play. And that's what, you know, that's what we would love to hear. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's a couple of cool festivals coming up uh, this year. Wait, hang on a second. Let me see what I got here. Yeah, you sent me a, so I can't understand it. Uh, they sent me something on Skype, but I, I don't get, it's uh, an address from uh, somewhere in Norway that is used on there. And I don't really understand what they're typing back to me, <laughs> but I sent them a link. So hopefully he'll call the link. Uh, he'll get the link in his email and dial it and uh, get on the air with us. If not, I'll have to hang up and then reconnect using Skype here. Yeah, yeah, let me see if I... T, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, I wonder if I can, if it would actually come through and work. If you can't connect to Blockspot. Okay, uh, hang on a second. You know what, I apologize, but let me uh, let him know, I'll call him. Hang on one second, wait. I'm actually typing, talking as a typer, and I'll call you. All right, let me, uh, you know what? Let me get on a quickie tune, a two-minute tune. I will hang up on the Direct Connect, which I hate to do because, man, when something's working around here, you don't want to mess with it. <laughs> you know? You never know what's going to happen after that. But uh, I will uh, play. Let me see if I get a quick ditty on here, unless you want to just babble for five minutes, which I don't think you want to do. By myself? Yeah, <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know what here. Let's get on Black Rose. Yeah, let's get on Black Rose. This is a two-minute song. While this is playing, I'm going to hang up. I'm uh, not with UT. Stay on the line, and I will uh, connect with Skype and uh, get him on the air. Hang on. There you go.
right, let's see if uh, she can carry on the line. Carrie, is that you? No. How you doing, Mike? How are you? I'm doing really good, thanks. You? Well, great talk with you today. We had a little trouble getting connected there, but, you know, that's technology in 2015. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I pressed <laughs> every button I can see. <laughs> it have, it's something new that they added, and, and it, it was working, but, you know, they might yeah. have trouble with it. But I'm glad I have you on the line right now. Good, me too. Glad to be here, mate. Uh, you too. Listen, I, I, I'm looking back and I'm saying 40 years. I mean, I remember in the 80s, I think it was around 1980, getting the Metal for Mothers record and seeing Jameson Raid on there. And the first thing that stood out was the name of the band. Never heard anything like that before. And I was like, let me try these guys out. And I've been a fan since that time. Unfortunately, a lot of years in between where there was no band. But I'm glad that you decided, hey, let's do this again. <laughs> Yeah, it was got to 2010, and I thought, well, you know, um, at our age, anything can happen. So, so I got the old guys back together again for a reunion, um, which wasn't so easy because Ian lived in Thailand, and the rest of the guys live in Britain, and I live in Holland now. And then um, I enjoyed it so much, I thought I wanted to carry on. So I got some more guys around me, and we made this new album. It did a great job, an uninvited guest. And it's hard to believe that really it's the first full-length record the band you know, was able to really put out. That's right. Uh, although we had that track on Metal for Mothers and we made a couple of EPs, we never actually made a full record. So that was a, an, an ambition of mine, which I've finally got to, uh, to fulfill. And, and you did a great job on the record, Terry. And when I hear the record, I don't hear a lot of similarities to the early days, like the Seven Days of Splendid days. But I say to myself, I think this is where the band would have been at if they were active and putting out records continuously over the last three or four decades. Well, you know what? That was the idea. Um, I wrote all these songs with Pete Green, the bass player. And Pete Green was in the band for three years from 1980. Yeah. And we really wanted to make it sound just like that, like James and Raid was had been modernized, but improved, but still be James and Raid, still have our roots, you know? So I, I think the James and Raid sound is still there, but the new songs and the, and the modern touches, I think just make it that much better. I really enjoyed doing it. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, you know, your voice brings it together because it's the one constant from the early days of the band, and people who were fans recognize your voice and know who it is. And I think, I think you did a really good job on it. I mean, I'm, I, I listened to the record, I'm like, wow, this is like, it's so great to have you back and playing again. I mean, I hope this keeps going on. I hope it keeps continuing. I mean, we have to enjoy what we have right now, but I hope you're not planning on packing in anytime soon. Well, it's a business, as you know. And since we made the record, the band has split up, in fact. So I'm the only member left now, Mike. Apparently, I'm very difficult to... <laughs> you sound like my wife. Feel... <laughs> <Me? laughs> but she'll probably tell you no, it's you. That's right. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I felt too with the rest of the guys. But it doesn't matter. You pick up, you start writing songs. I'm going to invite some friends uh, to help me and some other musicians. I'm going to make a, a new record next year. Oh, I'm glad that you're doing that. And I'm looking forward to hearing it. I mean, let's go a little bit back to the early days of the band. I mean, when you look at it, it was kind of the mid to late 70s that the group started to go. And I'm like, you know, everybody says they were a new wave of British heavy metal band. And I never felt like you really kind of fit into that category because there really wasn't a category at that time when you guys were playing. That was just a name thrown at it years later. That's, yeah, I mean, metal band and the new wave didn't exist. So, um... We started uh, playing in 75, 
arguing just at the beginning of six. And in 77, we got the punk revolution. Are you still with me? Yes, you're going in and out, but we could hear you. Okay, good. So then, um, yeah, it, we were just different. Um, we played heavy metal, we played hard rock, we mixed the two together, we had our own sound, and it was later on that the new wave of British heavy metal came, and we ended up supporting bands like Def Leppard and and Judas Priest and all those kind of guys. Was it difficult in those early days, you know, like uh, trying to get the band to catch on? Because you kind of weren't playing a, a sound and style of music that really wasn't well-known or even popular. And, you know, you're kind of not defending for yourselves. Was it difficult trying to, like, you know, make your name? It really was because um, it took me sort of a year or so to settle in and, and the band started kicking out some songs. Uh, and like I say, the punk came in 77 and the press in Britain, I don't know what it was like in America, but they were absolutely brutal. They named you were useless, you were worthless, you were old-fashioned, etc., etc. And even when we played a really good gig, they'd slam it and say our fans were rubbish and stuff like that. It was really tough to get going like that. But uh, we managed to play about 500 gigs in two years, so we, we had a good time doing the gigs, built up our following, got those two EPs out, which did very well, um, but then, you know, things went wrong, like they do with bands, so it was back to square one. Yeah. Well, you did lose, I think, two or three members at that time, maybe two, and then you kind of regrouped with two new members, but then you kind of parted yourself a year or so later, right? That's exactly right, yeah. Um, we missed out on a really big contract, and uh, it depressed the hell out of me at times. Um, so uh, me and the drummer, Phil, who were the only two original members left at that moment, decided to... Uh, knock it on the head, and go and do something else for a while. Yeah. That took us 30 years to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to figure things out. But at that point in time, it's, when do you know like, when to throw in the towel and say, all right, enough is enough? Because it's almost like having your baby. You, know, you nurture it, you, you put everything into it, and they say, you know what, yeah. let's just throw it out with the water. Is that a difficult decision to make, or does it get to the point where it's so bad to be in the band that you're like, I have to get out? Yeah, it gets to that stage, I'm afraid, that you think, well, you know, I can't go left, I can't go right, I don't want to go backwards, and I can't go forwards either. So that's the time to stop and, and not kid yourself that it's it's going to get yeah that long. But, um, yeah, in the end, uh, that's how it worked out. Did you make any attempts over the years before this one to try to get the band back together again? I mean, you know, rock kind of fell in hard times in the 90s. It wasn't what it used to be. And a lot of bands didn't even bother. But then about a decade ago, everybody started getting interested again in stuff that was taking place in the 70s and 80s, young kids, yeah. the old fans. Was that the first time you realized people still remember who we are? No, actually, it was about 2009. Um, the Internet was really uh, taking a... a a big place in people's lives at that time. And we suddenly realized that people were still talking about us. Um, and in fact, there were one or two websites set up in the name of the band, which I had no idea about, to be honest. And I was just shocked. And I mentioned this to the other guys, because we've always kept in touch over the years. And I said, well, you know, before one of us kicks the bucket, let's do a reunion. So that's how it started again. Ah. Now that you got the band back together again, you already have that name, at least for the old school fans. We remember who yeah. you guys were. 
Uh, was it hard trying to win over new fans? Did people think you were a new band just starting out? <laughs> We've been called everything, and it's been really funny because I've had um, a great many reviews for the album, and most of them start with, I've never heard of this band before, <laughs> but I really like this album, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's not surprising, really, when you consider how little material we put out. Uh, but uh, and, and it's great that they like the new album. That's what it's all about. You've got to like the music that's out there now and, and that we're making now. So I'm really happy with that part. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I say to myself, I, you know, you, a small output, you know, when the band first got started, but people people know it, people remember it. That's the influence that you kind of had on the scene at the time. And when you kind of look back years from now, later on in life, you're going to say, you know, we kind of left our legacy. It was a legacy that we left behind in the in the world of music. I, th I think that's true. Um, a couple of years ago, Seven Days of Splendor, which you just played on the show, was voted in Germany's uh, top magazine as one of the top 250 metal songs of all time, wow. which which I found was a great honor. I really did. And um, so it just shows what that track and what the band meant to people and, and that that stayed for a long time. And I think... I know that we've influenced other people because other musicians come to me and tell me that. But I also that I have been influenced by other people as well over the years, of course. You can't avoid it. You hear the songs, you you might play the songs, you might sing the songs. It's an influence. So we all pick up these things from everywhere. Yeah. When that when that song when that first song you came out, I mean, I mean, you have to go wrong with cowbell anyway. Once there's cowbell in a song, I don't think you can go wrong. <laughs> with Splendor, I mean, it had everything in there. It had a little bit of everything for everybody. That song, usual song, isn't it? It's um, it doesn't really have a middle. It doesn't really have a chorus as such. It's just twice through the same thing. The drum beat is very unusual. It's it's very straight. Um, yeah, and that cowbell really does add something, doesn't it? Always. <laughs> you know, what I like about the new record is that you remember how to write songs, which is something that doesn't seem to be taking place uh, too often today, even with a lot of bands that have been around doing it. People have forgotten that, you know, people want to hear songs that are catchy, that they can remember. There are bands that just blur everything together. I'm like, what did they just say? What did they just play? You're still writing music that people can remember and, and in a whole new way. Well, thank you. I, um, it, it's, it, it's great to hear somebody say that because that idea, it's all about the songs, I think. It's all about making the songs good. And if you're going to do that, you've got to invest time in it. Uh, and me and Peter say we wrote, these, we wrote them together, we worked on them, we changed the arrangements, changed this, we did that. We'd be happy with them. And then um, I put the lyrics together. For, you can tell I like to write stories. I like to join some dots together. So if you look and listen carefully, you'll see that there are guests appearing in different songs, in different places, not just in the, in the title track. And that kind of all brings it all together without making it a theme album. And, and that's what I really love to do. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say to you. It's not a concept record, but if you didn't know any better or pay attention to the lyrics and what was going on, you would think that it was because every song sort of lends itself to the next one. And that's a hard thing to do when you write individual songs that all kind of connect in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. But I think it's also absolutely critical to order when you've got them together and put them on a 
um, if you move those songs around and play them in a different order, it doesn't have the same effect, you know. So I think that that's vital as well. But yeah, you need to have um, some kind of a theme running through the record and a good balance of how the tracks are on the album. Then you'll get that effect. Yeah, you definitely did it on this one, Terry. Uh, I know you're saying that the band's not together right now. You're going to get some new guys in there and put it together again. Do you think in 2016, besides working on a new record, you might be able to get out there and maybe do the festivals? Uh, how is it playing live these days? Is it difficult trying to get shows? Uh, especially like you're saying, the band was in different places throughout the world until you kind of localized it. Yeah, well, we've been lucky. We've been able to play shows um and uh, we usually manage to headline a, a nice festival or two. Um, it's not too difficult for us. We've got a good name and we're good live. And I always have musicians around me who uh, lift me up. <laughs> so <laughs> that helps too. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, Terry, I'm not going to keep you much longer because we had a late start today and I have another guest waiting to come on. But I do have somebody that I think knows you, uh, a big fan, and uh, wants to say hello. So I'm going to put him on for a minute if you don't mind. Sure. Okay, Reese, are you on the line? Let me see if I can. Okay, he's gone there. <laughs> Reese, are you there? You're on. No, You're on I'm here. Air. You can't hear me. I can Wait, hear you. You can't Terry hear me. Can't, but... No, we can't. Terry can't, can't hear me. I can hear you as well, Reese. Keep <laughs> yeah. talking. He can't hear you. Good. Well, maybe I should. I so, well, Terry, Terry should know all the New York metalheads. Like we have this whole little like in group, and we all know each other. You're talking to Terry right now. Go ahead. You're on with him. Can yeah, I? he can't hear me. No, yeah, I just said you. that we all, oh, that we all kind of know each other. So he shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that sounds good. Is it a healthy uh, scene in New York? It Go is, ahead, but I think I think because there aren't so many of us that we all kind of gravitated towards each other. But the the fans yeah, that are I, like yeah. the diehard fans. Yeah, I think um, if you listen to Metal People, Reese, on the album, that's just the kind of thing that that song talks about. It's it's the metal community, and if it's anything like it is here, we all stick together, we all uh, look out for each other, we all support each other, and uh, it's just great fun. It is, and it's the yes, type it of thing here. I can go to a show by myself, and I'll end up running into half a dozen people that I know. Just like people yeah, like Mike that, that I've run so into cool. at every show. I'm sorry. No, get out, Reese. Get out. It's no, I feel like I'm talking over him. I feel like I'm talking over him because like it's it's hard no, to hear. It's just a little delay from the Skype. That's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're all right. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I get nervous around British musicians. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Terry's right now. Terry's Norwegian, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but he still has that accent. I'm so far. Away. <laughs> I'm so far away. Uh, all right, Reese, I'll put you back on hold. Hang on. Okay, thanks. All right, all right, Terry. He, she was dying to talk to you, Terry. I had to put her on. That's a real pleasure. Tell her thank you very much. It must, it must feel good when you like you know you call to a show and he's like, wow, I have a fan. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Never been to America myself. The band's never been to America, and yet we've got fans over there. That uh, that does you good. It does. It just tells you you 
it's universal. Doesn't matter where you come from. We all appreciate and love it, especially when it's great music. And that's what you've given us over the years. And Harry, I'm looking forward to a new record. And when it comes out, you come back on the show. I'll get you a little earlier. <laughs> we'll make this last longer. Okay. That's great, Mike. Thanks very much for having me on the show and for playing the music from Uninvited Guests. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Terry. You take care and have a great night over there. Sorry it's so late. That's okay. No problem. Bye now. <laughs> Bye now. All right. Let's get on something off the brand new record. I will try to reconnect again in the high death sound if it will work. And uh, here, well, you know, let's do the title track because we did metal people, I think, about two weeks ago. So here's Uninvited Guest.
All right, there you go. Jameson Ray with Uninvited Guest. I am not even going to try to attempt to reconnect to the show. <laughs> no, I fight because this is when things usually go south. So I'm just going to stay on here on Skype, and uh, we'll do the best we can to get through today's program. Tay, I guess you can hear me because I can hear you. So we're still, we're still batting a thousand, three shows in a row. Yeah, that's it's pretty good for you, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, they did fix the problem so far, so good. But I figured, why tenth fate and reconnect? Because that's usually when things go wrong. So we'll just leave it so alone. So now, but, uh, when I, when I call in, I can call through Skype too. Not Skype. What I'll do is uh, each there's a um, uh, there's a link a that gets emailed out to everybody. Before the show. Oh, I didn't read and it. It's, it's, <laughs> I didn't yeah, read it. Well, I didn't email it to you because you usually call in. Uh, but I forgot. Oh. Well, I'll email you the link every week. And yeah, because now I just got tells, that USB you know, microphone. Yeah, you just connect it in there. You click connect. And there's another button there yeah. to test it if you want to test it before you go on. Like you do like a 10-second yeah. test call. And uh, yeah. you just click the button. And it connects you directly to the switchboard. No phone call, no nothing. You just connect it. It's nice and easy. Anybody okay. can use it. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes people have trouble figuring it out, you know, especially if you're not, like, good with the computer. Yeah. It happens. Oh. But, you know what? We got them on, so that's all that matters. That's right. And it was a good interview. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and it worked without messing anything up. So, you know, I don't usually work well under pressure and have to try to figure things out, play songs. But we did cut off a Black Rose song, which I apologize about. Uh, but we kind of had no choice there. Once you get somebody in the line, you got to go with it. Yeah, sure. Take advantage. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. There was an article on Blabbermouth a couple of days ago. It was an interview with Joey Mayo from uh, Man of War. I don't know if you read it or not or, or even saw it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking about how, how they're different and how, you know, they're always pushing the boundaries. I'm like, they just keep <laughs> putting out the same bullshit and babble, album after album. Uh, yeah. And then they're re-recording yeah. old records. But then when you, like, when yeah. you read the interview, the interview is not credited to any radio show, magazine, Fan club anybody. It just says Joey DeMeo, and then it says Q for question. It's like he interviewed himself and wrote up his own questions, <laughs> which is probably what he did. There was no you like too real interview. You can interview like, Joey DeMeo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, he's a bit of a card. I'm like, come on. And when you look at it, Manowar does zero press. I mean, when's the last time you really read or heard an interview with Manowar on a radio show or like in a real magazine where, you know, you have a writer who's really going to dig deep and ask no, questions. They just, Never. they just release those type of uh, things and people... Yeah, those homemade interviews. Either they, yeah, either they uh, print them or they don't, you know. <laughs> and, I'm laughing. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, we have, a, we have a crew of 100 people going out. I'm like, 100 people? I go, Judas Priest are on the road. They've probably got about 14 people working for them. I said, come on, 100 people on the road crew bringing in LED screens, LCD screens. I was really thinking, no, like, is this yeah. guy out of his mind? I'm like, come on. I mean, and, you know, and then that they have the, the hype I don't know if you noticed that little animation of what the, uh, what the stage show yeah. is going to show. <laughs> yeah. How about show me a real Cute. picture? If you have all that equipment, put up a real picture. It looks like a, it looks like a video game, like, in, but, like, Card. It looks like a card size, like the size of a playing yeah. card. I know. I, uh, I love it. Manowar World, Manowar World Tour 2016. One show in Greece. One show in Somalia. One show, one show in Germany. Somalia. That's the world. Somalia. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're playing in fucking Syria. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know it's so the embarrassing. It is. So you know what it is? That's the, yeah. kind of, that's the kind of stuff that bands used in the in the late 70s and early 80s, you know, to hype things up mm-hmm. with promotion. That was the way things were done. Right. It's right. a different and world right now. And, you know, it's different, but he still has that old 
mentality like to promote things. And I'm like, come on. You play here, you charge $150 a ticket in a club that holds five, 600 people. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know. Well, how, how about we keep pushing for that? Uh, no way, because they do have Donny Hamzik on drums. If we could just get them to get, you know, Ross the Boss back in the band for one tour, like a classic old school tour, no, wouldn't that be amazing? I, it, it'll, it'll never happen. I think we both know that. You better than anybody because yeah. you're friendly with Ross, but uh, that would be amazing. We see the old school, you know, original lineup out there touring. Let's put Carl sure. Kennedy back in the line course to get him back out on the road with you guys. Something. <laughs> I think I need a big one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you know what? It just makes Ross look a lot more like classy. You know what I'm saying? True. He, you know, Absolutely. he still got his old, he's still got his old buddies, you know, from dictate from the dictators, and he's made new friends over the internet, um, you know, with Death Dealer, and you know all the other stuff he's done. You know, I don't, you know, even his solo stuff. He made, you know, got that band from Germany to help him out. You know, but now and he's doing the thing in uh, in Israel. Uh, they're doing yeah. that. Um, Titan of Metal or something like that. I forgot what it's called. But oh, they're playing Israel. That's pretty cool. And they actually and they actually and they actually got contacted from uh from Roger Waters telling them not to play tell not you know, not to play Israel. You know? Just what? like uh a lot of other bands. It's music, man. Come on. People gotta lighten up, it's music. You know what? That's what you know, keeps people going when they punch it up. keeps people Right, it keeps people's minds off exactly. the troubles, off the problems. There's enough shit going on in the world today, especially in that area. So watch it. You can't have a little happiness, a little joy, you know? Come on. Exactly. It's metal, exactly. for Christ's sake. But yeah, you're right. I, I think right. that Ross the Boss Man is probably all but a death thing right now between, you know, Death Dealer and uh, and everything else he's got going on. I mean, the dictators, I mean, they're out on the road a lot these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's, I hate to say it, but it's the only way they could really make money. You know, no one's buying, and if they do buy their single on iTunes or whatever, what do they get? No lousy fucking four cents or whatever. Fucking oh. Apple takes all the money. It's like ridiculous, you know. But um, it's promotion, you know, for the tour. So you know, they'll, they'll do an interview on like you know a blabbermouth, but they'll actually speak to somebody, you know. Like they'll post it yeah. from from a fan site or someone. Like I can't believe that there's no Manowar fans that run some sort of blog spot or something like that. You know what I mean? That could have done like a uh, legitimate interview on. instead of there doing something like that. I mean, alone, years yeah. ago during the MySpace days, Manowar he wouldn't even let you post pictures on the internet. It's there were cancer. plenty of sites. That would post pictures, you know, like the early days of blo- uh, of blogging, and they would post like a bunch of pictures of bands and stuff, and he would have them taken down, you know. Nobody could. I mean, I didn't even see. I didn't even think they let cameras into some of the shows in Europe. How are we going like to get an interview with this guy? We got to interview Tommy. We got to get this guy. We have to interview him. You know what I mean? We have to get him on the show somehow, even if it's pre-recorded. We have maybe I'll reach out to Carl because Carl's good friends with them. Maybe I'll reach out to Carl Kennedy. You know, see if he can uh, hook us up somehow. I hate to do that. I don't like asking other guests. You know, that are on the show. So I can't, you know, yeah. hook me up with other guests. I don't like to do that. But we have to get him on there. I mean, I swear to God, we will make this the best interview ever. We were like, you know, start out with the praising, and then we're just going to take the most ridiculous questions in the world. He'd hang up. 
<laughs> I know he would, but would, you know what? He wouldn't do it live. Let's let's just, I don't think he would do it live. He wouldn't do it live. Ah, so we, we pre-recorded. Not a big deal. We're going to air it the way we pre-recorded. We don't edit things out here. I've had to interview yeah, a yeah. lot of people pre-recording them. We don't edit it out. I play just the way it is. Right. And then we can have like, uh, a hang of <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. That would even better. But getting a hang oh of is just God. as good as getting him to answer questions, in my opinion. Well, that yeah, means definitely, that we definitely. Him. <laughs> right, we're going to see what we can do. Maybe we should get somebody else that was in the band on the show. Well, we did have uh, David Shankel on, but he didn't really uh, – he said a few no, he, he said a few things about it, but not yeah, too much. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he, yeah, he's a sweetheart. He won't talk. Even Ross, he won't yeah. talk bad about him. He, you know, he no, – he skirts the issue, but he doesn't, you know, it's it's just not worth it, you know what I mean? It's just not worth it. I mean, why why be a, why be a stickler about it? It's not worth it. I mean, it's great that Ross is doing well now and, you know, and whatever he's doing. And, I mean, you know, when you get that age, you know, you're in that, like, you know, and, and it's great that to have people come and see, especially, like he says, a lot of young people again, you know, in Europe coming out to see the, you know, the hard rock yeah. and the metal, you know, and it's maybe, you know, you know, maybe here in New York, you know, we have our spotted fans, but, um, you know, the young ones, you know, you get a couple, couple here and there, you see them. I like to see, it, it, it's good. You know, I mean, it's never going to be what it was, you know, in the 80s and 90s. But um, it's about as good as it's going to get right now. It's not as good as it's going to get. And somebody like you, you know, you you definitely keep it alive, which I love it. Yeah. Well, it's it's always more fun when you're here. And I miss you the last couple of weeks. So let's kind of tune. We'll take a break and we'll start jibber-jabbering again right after this. Okay. Sounds good. All right, here's Vaughn, of course. What about the time after?
my blessed death with Into the Ovens. You know, T, looking back now in hindsight, that might not have been the best song to play during Hanukkah, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's just a little history lesson, that's all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love those guys, man. I wish they would get back together again. I keep trying yeah. to talk to them about coming on the show. and like, we'll see, I'll let you know. Uh, they have, like, no interest right now, and I don't think if it's going to happen now, it'll probably never happen. But they were a really solid act back in the day, man. Look like a bunch of guys out of Deliverance. Yeah, that was that had a great, uh, a great, yeah, they had great music too. And don't get me wrong, but they had a great yep. look. <laughs> Without a doubt, yeah. some good stuff over there. All right, well, let me see. Yeah, we have uh, Brian Blake from Eternal Voyage. He's going to be calling in about seven thirty. Uh, I was supposed to interview him before I left for vacation, but it, we just couldn't make it work. I was trying to get him on one of those pre-recorded shows, so I told him to come back on tonight. So we'll wait a little bit, see if he calls in, and uh, we'll get that interview going. Uh, let me see. Uh, we, we kinda, we're we're going to kind of calm it down with the guests of the last week's of the ET. One guest next week, one guest the week after that. So hopefully there's no football games going on or hockey games, and we'll get those interviews over at the beginning of the show, and uh, maybe we'll focus on you know 2015, just play all the new music that came out this year you know, for the last hour and a half for the last two weeks of the year. How does that sound? Sounds good, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I know you got to check the schedule over there. Thank God that the Giants are on Monday Night Football this week, so uh, kind of uh, I have to worry about that. Well, they would have they would have played. I guess they would have played at one o'clock anyways. But yeah, yeah, they're on uh, tomorrow Monday. <sighs> so that's good. Well, let's see. Who do we have next week on the show? We have uh, PJ and Roy from EXE, that great band out in New York from back in the '80s. They're back together. Uh, we're gonna get them on. Call Candy. We're talking about Call Before Call produced. The earlier record, he was the one that told me that they were back and he was working on uh, new material with them, I believe he said. Uh, so we'll get some of that stuff on the air. Oh, let's see, I, maybe he was remastered some of the old stuff. I really don't remember. But uh, we'll find out next week. And then we're going to wrap up the year with our buddy Tony Dolan from Venom Inc., Empire of Evil, Adam Craft. Tony's heading to New York with uh, Kronos. Uh, I'm sorry, Kronos. Tony's headed to New York with Mantis and Abaddon in January. They're going to be doing that Venom Inc. show. I, I believe it's at Webster Hall. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Uh, you know, T, when they came to New York uh, as Empire of Evil, um, it's just Mantis and they have a different drummer. Now they have another drummer before when they came the last time around. Uh, but they do a couple of Venom songs mixed in with the Empire of Evil stuff, and they sound great. I mean, when they play live, they actually sound better than, like, you know, the Kronos version of the stuff, like his his band. So it's kind of cool that they're out there doing the whole thing. But that's got to be stirring up a lot of shit with Kronos, that they're out there using, like, the same name with ink, and the same logo, and doing the set, and a lot of more, a lot of people reacted to it. You know, uh, seems like more than the Venom stuff. Even though Kronos is the voice of Venom, when you hear him singing, you know it's Venom. You know, but you still have two of the three members, and Tony was in the band for a lot of years after Kronos was out of the band. So it's right, kind of interesting right. to see how that's going to play out here in the U.S. I think it's going to do well because uh, let's say it's Venom, the, the original Venom. Well, you know, Kronos is Venom. They never get here. It's a rarity. So. And they've been here quite a bit so far. So I'm going to head over to that show. If you want to come, let me know. I'll put in the phone call, get it, get you on the list with me, and uh, it'll be pretty cool. I'm hoping, I think it's a, I think it's a Saturday too, which is pretty damn good. So, because <laughs> going through these weekday shows is getting harder and harder and harder. Yeah, I hear that. Especially for you, you, you know, you you get up early. You know, you're, you're on a day shift. You get up early. It's, it's not that easy, but I can't deal with it. I, I don't remember bands ever playing during the week back in the eighties. You remember that? I mean, you know, I mean, like major bands coming around for a tour. Yeah, I mean, they would always save the weekend for New York, you know. But yeah, nowadays I guess they're just happy to get a get a, a booking, you know. 
True, true, true. Oh, it's at Webster Hall. I forgot who else is on the bill. There were a few other bands. It looks like a pretty decent show. Uh, but we'll talk to Tony about that uh, the week after next. He's going to be on just like tonight, right in the very beginning of the show, because you know it gets kind of late there in the UK. Uh, actually, I didn't realize that Terry was calling from Norway tonight. I did see Norway in the Skype. I said that to you when I, when I was connecting him. I didn't realize yeah, he moved yeah, there yeah. over the years, you know? But that's, you know, oh, you're talking shit. 40 years ago that the band was formed in the UK. And I think it's even later in Norway than it is in the UK, so uh, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, a different time zone altogether. And so I, we're on our own time zone here, too. It happens every <laughs> yeah. More ways than more ways than one. <laughs> you got that right. All right, let's get on another tune or two because we didn't play a lot of music tonight. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna get on some cities right now. Sal Italiano has his Iron Maiden cover band, Live After Death. They do a great job. I saw them open up for Quiet Right about eight years ago at the St. George Theater here in Staten Island. They, they're pretty cool, like for Iron Maiden, uh, and they do yeah. a lot of shows, a lot of them in Long Island because that's where I think most of their band members come from. Every now and then they do play in Staten Island and Brooklyn and other places. Uh, but I, I thought I saw on his page that he was uh, he's involved in some new band right now, I think. I don't want to say that really? if it's not true, but I thought that's what I saw. I have to look into it and, and find out. Uh, but I do know that they are working on putting cities back together from what I hear. I'm hoping that it does happen. You know, I mean, they can't do it with A.J. Pirro. He's not around anymore, but that's not the name of the other drum that played with them for quite a long time. I think he'd probably be the guy that's going to do it. And hopefully it will happen. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. I think maybe the singer Ronnie uh, might be the only uh, one holding out. But I'm going to get on a song off the demo tape because I love Cruel Sea. It's my favorite song by the band. But the album yeah. version and the demo version sound like two completely different songs. The album really went, uh, I don't want to say commercial, but it was really toned down uh, a lot. It's more to how... polished. Yeah, it's more polished. More polished. Right? That's right. They got to have you here. What would I do without you? You're like my first. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm your sensor. It's polished. It. More polished, the album, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that demo has that raw sound to it. The quality's not that great because I've played the hell out of it over the last 25 years, but we'll get on Cruel yeah. Sea off the demo tape and we'll jump into something else. So here you go. Cities.
Well, I'm sorry I played that song. I forgot how crappy that record was. Uh, that's Omen with Well Fed from the, I believe it was Opening the Gates. Uh, yeah, Reopening the Gates, I think it was, in 97. I don't know who the hell they were trying to sound like. That was nothing like the Omen from Battle Cry and Warning of yeah, Danger, really? even the curse. Uh, it was the mid-90s. Uh, they had already gone to, I think, three or four different singers. Uh, and that was Kenny Powell's son, Greg, who played guitar and was singing with him at the time. And I guess they were trying to sound like that mid-90s metal shit because that's what was popular. I think this was 97, the record. Sort of sounds like a little bit like Pantera and the other crap that was going on at that time. But if I remember, him and his son had fallen out of something over this. <laughs> I don't want to talk shit out of place, but that's what I recall uh, from back yeah. in the day. But it was a crappy, crappy album. I mean, at least for the diehard fans of the old school Omen. Uh, I don't know why I played it. I just forgot it was a bad record. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the name bad of the album? Bad That was Reopening the Gates from uh, 1997. Uh, How about Reclosing the Oh, rec- yeah. no, reopening the gate. Just step all over my joke. I said, how about closing the oh. gate? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> that went over That's my head. Right. That's all right. <laughs> Shit like that happens sometimes. <laughs> uh, and before that, what do we do before that? Leash Lord with Wheeling Iron Fist. I love Joe Como, you know, and he does a great job on the stuff from those first two uh, Leash Lord records. But Bob Michon, the original singer of that band, Man, he sounds phenomenal. I mean, that guy is great. What a voice he had. I wish they would have done more together with him, or maybe if the band had started earlier. I think they could have broken and did well. They really had, you know, the songs, the look, everything going on. But they sounded great at Defenders of Old, and Joe does a pretty cool job on the old stuff, as well as the stuff that he played on with the band. So we'll have to see. But, uh, you know, there was talk all year about another Defenders of Old festival in Brooklyn, you know, coming up this year in March again. Uh, but he wanted the kid to put the show on. He's been like MIA for like the last six months. I think they deported him back to China. Uh, oh, so wow. uh, I think his visa ran out and they sent him back. He's had like a student visa and then I guess yeah. like a work visa. Uh, but nobody's heard anything from him for months. And he was mentioned that the last time I spoke to him that it was kind of like, I guess, running out. I guess you're here for a certain amount of time. And I, I'm saying to myself, you know, you have a kid like that who came here for college from China. He yeah. mastered the American language in no time at all. I mean, you know, most Chinese people are smart. I'm not trying to be sarcastic, but, you know, I mean, you know, he figured out how to speak English better than I do. <laughs> most Americans do. Yeah. Yeah, almost eliminated the accent. Yeah. Yeah, received an education, a college education, had a good paying job, was working into paying taxes into the system and everything else, and they deport him. <laughs> because his visa ran out, you've got 10 million other people who don't do shit in this country, glom off the system, don't contribute a goddamn yeah. dime, and they can don't stay here me, forever. I, I'll never be started. able to figure this out. <laughs> don't get me started. Never. Yeah. I, I don't want to get you started, but I'm just saying, you know, you've got kids like that that, you know, are coming here and contributing, yeah. and they can act with this country, make this country great. And they get people that don't do shit and they stay here. Believe me, I don't want to get you started because we've got a guest calling in five minutes and we'll never get to him if I get you going. We'll be here until tomorrow. Just, just hang up on me, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, it, it makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I so know. I'm hoping it, that, uh, that is Henry a weird one. It works with him. It does it. Uh, Henry Ewan, who also does a lot of promoting in New York on a lot of yeah. shows, I think he might be picking it up and doing it. Uh, but a lot of people kind of did that show just for he went because I know he was a diehard. He was a kid. He was in his 20s. He wasn't even born when this music was big. But he knew it and he yeah. loved it. And I think a lot of the bands kind of respected that. And they did whatever yeah. they had to do to get here to play for him and, you know, whatever he could do for them. Yeah, it was so unique. We'll it was definitely unique right there. Yeah. 
and it was pretty cool that you know it was in Brooklyn, you know, in, you know our home borough, so it was kind of nice, you know. We'll see what happens. See what goes on. A lot of stuff happened at the St. Vitus Ball, but uh, I haven't gotten down there in a while to St. Vitus. I, you know, a lot of shows are during the week. Like I said, it's, it's very difficult to get there, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I, I'm kind of like you know going to less and less shows now. As long as you keep the promotion going, you're doing your, you're doing your thing. You know what I mean? Oh, we do. I mean, you know, I, I go to a lot in the city when they play there because I'm always there at nighttime. It's a little bit easier yeah, for me. Yeah, There's so many great shows that come from other places, and it's hard because then I have to take a vacation. And we start taking all your vacation days going to shows here and there. You know, you don't have any vacation time for yourself, and you want to do what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's a wacky world we live in, my friend, a wacky world. But I will be at the... Uh, I will be at the, what do you call it, the Venom Inc. show at Webster Hall in January. So if anybody's going, I will meet up with you then. We'll see what happens. That's it. Cool. So, Tay, we're getting close to the end of the year right now. So start making up your list of uh, some of your favorite albums from 2015, and we'll have to start getting tunes yeah. from those. Right, I know Motorhead is going to be up there for you. I'm pretty positive of that. Yeah, Motorhead, Saxon. Uh, the usual couple. Death Dealer. Yeah, my Death Dealer. I like the Dan. The Did you get Dennis the package? German. The whole Death Dealer package? With the the album? Uh, I got the uh, yeah, I got the vinyl package. Yeah, it's just vinyl. Um, it, it's two records, and it comes with a uh, and it comes with a poster. I got the vinyl. I didn't get anything special. It's very nice. That's yeah, all you need, right? Vinyl. Yeah, I, got yeah, I, I bought this. Uh, and it comes as, with as a, a download card, you know. So. Oh, that's pretty good. That's what I like about you. When you buy vinyl, you get like a download card, and you go on the internet and you download it. So now you have, you have the, the album file that you can you can burn onto a disc or put onto a fly, uh, on, onto a thumb drive, <clears throat> or your iPod or whatever you use, and uh, you get the vinyl to listen to in your house. You know, because I got a yeah. pretty good system, and I like to listen to the vinyl, man. I I, and it gets I, me I love off my pretty- ass every. Every twenty five thirty minutes, it gets me off my ass. I have to turn. The you got to flip. You got to flip. You got to flip the album over. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, I went to the Christmas tree shop, which is like a, a store, like you know, we have out here. I mean, I think they're all over the United States, uh, and they were selling these portable like uh, record plays, like the ones they're all kind of with the covers that open up and put the record on there. Yeah. When you had something yeah. when you were a kid, I think they had them for, like uh-huh. with the coupon, was like nineteen ninety nine or something. So I Jeez. bought two of them. I was like, what the hell are you find this for? I said, because even though I have, like, my good stereo in the house, that's my stereo from the 1980s. My old Sony yeah. stereo, I have, you know, all the, all the separate components, the receiver, yeah. the cassette deck, yeah. <laughs> the CD player, and still linear track and table. You can't find needles for that anywhere anymore. You know, I have yeah. one spare needle left, and that thing you had to buy, the, it wasn't the needle, you had to buy the whole cartridge, because yeah. like, the linear tracking kind. Yeah. And I, and I yep, found yep. one in Brooklyn, uh, a Trader Horn. Remember Trader Horn, the electronics store? Yeah, sure. I, there used to be one in Brooklyn on 86th Street. I found one there like before I moved to Staten Island 20 something years ago, and I bought two. And one's on there now, and I still have the spare. So I said, I'd rather buy these two turntables so I can at least listen to them. If anything happens, I can't find the needle again. Because you look at some of these yeah. turntables today, for like ones that we would buy, they're like $500, $1,000. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. insane. It's a lot yeah, of money. I remember the other, the other turntable I had before this one. Um, I think Radio Shack, um, the guy in Radio Shack did a search for me. This was like maybe about 15 years ago, maybe more, 20 years ago. And 
he's like, yeah, yeah, I can get you the you know, the needle and uh, you know the stylus, whatever I don't call it. So he says, yeah, give me, you yeah, give me like two. So he looks, he goes. For that, if he goes, if you pay, like, I don't know, whatever it was, I think it was like $5 more, he goes, I'll get you the entire lot. The entire lot is ten, uh, five of them or seven of them. Wow. I said, yeah, all right. Another $10, I get all seven. So I got seven needles, and I think I used one, you know, obviously, because the you know the other one was born out, and then the turntable busted on me. So, uh, well, you got all those extra needles now. <laughs> so I should put these needles on eBay. Maybe they're worth something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, guarantee, I guarantee if somebody has that, they will buy them. It's it's worth it to have the spares. That's why yeah, I put two extra find this shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, now they like I said, incredible. now they're putting out turntables. I don't know how great they are. You know, these these twenty dollar jobs. But um, you know, I got something made in. Uh, it's a German company called Thorins, and uh, it was through a Canadian. Uh, a Canadian di- distributor. It's like a seven hundred dollar uh, turntable I got for like two fifty, and I think I had to pay fifty dollars for shipping. So for three hundred dollars, I got like a really high end machine. And I talked to a that friend of mine who's an audiophile, and he said that that's like a seven hundred dollar machine. I says, yeah, I got it through a uh, like a you know a open box deal, you know. But he, the guy said to me through the email that it's brand new. He goes, I had it on a shelf. And we had to move locations. I put it back in its box, and uh, I never put it back on a shelf. You know, I said, "All right, I give it a try." And then he goes, "If you don't want, if you don't like it, send it back." You know, so that one I would have to get new stylus for, but at least I think I can get it because they still make these Thorin uh, machines. You know. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Find and something the sound that's is like you know, like you've said it a few times. The sound is is so much warmer and, and thicker and. Uh, it's a big difference with the digital than the digital. I agree 100%. Digital is convenient, I, I but when you're sitting down, you want to really listen to your music, vinyl's the way to go. Absolutely. All right, well, you know what? I, don't, I can't play any vinyl here because we're uh, all digital. Yeah, no. But let's get on a song by Battle Brat. Band out of New York back in the day. I reached out to the bass player from this band about coming on. I'm waiting here if he wants to do it or not. The band hasn't been active in 30 years, but... I was a big fan. The demo tapes, just like cities, the demo tapes are so hard and so heavy, and the album became very polished. So there you go. Polished. You got to say it like like in Broome. Polished. 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 I've been working on my radio etiquette because, you know, I have a heavy, thick Brooklyn accent. I know C-Ron is probably laughing his balls off to listen to our fucking accent the way we (laughs) rape the fucking English language. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? We went on a cruise a couple of weeks ago with the whole family. We went down to the yeah. to the Caribbean, to, sure. well, to the Bahamas, and uh, right. we ate in this restaurant, and there were a couple of ladies there uh, on a vacation uh, or a holiday because they came from England, and, uh, right. and they were taking pictures, trying to take pictures of each other in the chair. So, you know, my sister was like, uh, you know, uh, give me the camera. Well, you know, we'll take pictures of you together. So we're taking pictures of them for each other, and they were talking to my sister. My sister's like, I love your accent. So she's like, she goes, no, she goes, we love your accent. He goes, we speak the native tongue. And I'm like, you know, she's right, <laughs> you know, because it's English. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I was like, she didn't get it, but I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. But, all right, that's enough of that nonsense here. But I got to talk about a great cover band I saw on the cruise. We'll funny. play one song, we'll come right back. Here's Battle okay. Brat, Don't Fight the Power.
yeah, rock. That wasn't too bad. Sounded better than some other songs on the record over there. See, I don't think this yeah. guy's calling in. That would be the second time yeah. that he kind of stood me up. And yeah, I think he's going to be the final person put into the book in 2015. We, it's been a long time since we put anybody in the book around here. We've been very generous this year. Actually, really, we didn't yeah. have too many people. I think outside of that guy Adam Bombs, the only one I can remember canceling on us, so not calling in. And then give me some yeah. bullshit excuse, but you know, that's where his career is where it's at, I guess. But you know, you never know. <laughs> this that, guy is definitely <laughs> he's on a different voyage, you remember? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely on a different voyage. But we only got a few minutes left in the show, so if you don't call in, oh whatever. But listen, I, I, we went on the Royal Caribbean, the anthem of the seas, the new ship. The whole family went on this cruise, and uh, yeah, they got this great club on here called the Music Hall. It's like two floors, okay. and it uh. you know they have. A lot of the bands that are on the ship playing here and everything, but it has it definitely has like a rock vibe, sort of like Lamore, okay. but like really clean and, and neat and modern, <laughs> looking like that, you yeah. know? A lot of skulls yeah. on the wall, black and red drapes in there. Really oh, cool really? joint to play at. Yeah, and they had this band called Draw the Line. They were an Alice Smith cover band or a tribute band on the cool. ship, and they did like five or six shows throughout the week. And these guys were like, I mean, when I say dead on, if you, if you were just sitting there with your eyes closed, you would think you were listening to Aerosmith. I wow. mean, these guys were so spot on. And before they come on, like, um, you know, the cruise director would come out to introduce the band. And, you know, most of the people that were sitting there were like, you know, like my parents' age. They don't know who the hell they're listening to. The other half were like, yeah. you know, like my age and younger. A lot of them know Aerosmith. And some of them don't know old Aerosmith. You know, they know some of the other stuff. But, you know, they, they came on. The singer, and the guy's like, you know, this band is officially endorsed by Aerosmith. Uh, Steven Tyler wow. says they're the best tribute band he's ever heard of. That. So I'm like, wow. So I said, this is going to be pretty cool. good. They came out, and the singer looks like a spot on Joe Perry, like maybe 25 years ago. I mean, that same look, and then he you know, does the facial expressions to make it even better. Uh, yeah. The guitar player came out with the white streaks of his hair, like Joe Perry. They really like, you know, took on their images a little bit, like, you know, as much as you could for like what you look like. Yeah. But they sounded yeah. great, and they sounded like Alice Smith. So they came out and they did the song Draw the Line. Uh, no, I forgot the open up, but it was like something like from like the, the late 70s. And then they went to like okay. two or three 80s tunes, like from Permanification. So it's like, uh, you know what, I know where this show was going. It's going to be like, oh, like, you know, the 80s shit, you know. But, you know, it's sure. better than anything else going on right now. The guy Carrie goes, a lot of people, we, we have to play those songs because a lot of people only know about Adam Smith. He goes, they'll say the old school fans of Adam Smith, old school to them means Permanification and later. He goes, that's not what we're about. He goes, we're about the 70s and the early stuff. And then they went to the old catalog. I mean, songs like Aerosmith don't even play anymore. I was like, man, these guys were blowing it. I mean, they were jamming on these tunes. I was like, holy shit. I caught them three times a week on the ship. If they ever come to the area and you look at the hear Aerosmith, would I get to see Aerosmith? Definitely go see these guys. They are well worth it. I'm not a big fan cool. of cover bands, but these guys were great. Really cool. cool. Yeah, I mean, they did great. shit that you wouldn't, you wouldn't even imagine. And then, like, in the middle, he goes, I'm sorry, but we got to do, you know, uh, that song they had from the hit movie, you know, uh, Armageddon, whatever that freaking song was, that pop ballad. He goes, we yeah, have to do yeah. this because everybody requested it. And then they went right back to the old stuff again. So definitely a really cool band. If they're in your area, check them out. called Draw the Line. Uh, well worth it. Nice night out over there. And a pretty cool cruise and a nice time we had over there. Even though the sea was rocking, yeah. boy. That boat was rocking from side to side. Yeah, huh? Yeah, definitely not a you good mean, idea going mean, down that way. You yeah. didn't try the... Uh, the um... Oh, Jesus. You know, jumping from a like plane, that? what do they call that? Fucking. Examining? Your, do- your daughter and your wife did the. Um, oh, they had the, they had the skydiving thing the where they put you in like a big tube with water. The so, on, on, 
Yeah, the free fall. So when you go on the site, like, you know, for the website, it says you can't be more than 250 pounds, like, to, to do it. Oh. So I was like, I'm about five or six pounds over, but I'm losing my weight. I get, so I get down a few pounds on the 250. I'm like, thank God, you know? And I made that for the first day, the first thing we did, so that way I could pick out the buffet the whole week and not worry about getting on there again. <laughs> so I get to the thing. <laughs> I think oh, the second great. day, I'd never make it to the foot of weight limit. So everybody goes and gets on there, you know, like, you know, they make, so the guy's like, you know, how much is your weight? Tells my wife and daughter. So they give him a weight. And he says, like, go into the room for the training video. So I was like, he goes, how much you? I says, you know, 247. He goes, get on the scale. I said, but I really was, you know? And uh, I get there. He goes, no, nah. he goes, you can't go on. I said, but I'm under the thing. He goes, no, no, that's only if you're six foot tall. If you're under six foot tall, you can't be more than 230. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I couldn't get oh, on it. Well, I guess, I guess two, six foot tall, your weight would be like, more spread it's out, right? Maybe yours is too heavy in the middle. Uh, uh, wow. Well, he goes, too heavy. lift you up. It's not a problem. He goes, but if something goes wrong and you come down, you know, when that air goes off, it's like a, it's like a bomb coming down on the instructor underneath you. You'll, you'll kill him. He goes, that's why we can't uh, do it. He goes, he can catch you and reach to the side if you're lighter than that. But that way, he goes, it's just too much if the force, if anything goes wrong and you come down. So I was like, yeah, all right. He goes, the next cruise. I said, yeah, okay, whatever. So I videotaped everybody else. I became designated video. But, hey, my father, 72 years old, got up in that thing. He did yeah, it. My God daughter, my wife. Dad, man. Look yeah, so they had a good time on that. They had a good time. Yeah, but it was a rough ride. You know, when we got down towards the Bahamas, that boat was rocking from side to side. Even the, the wow. one of the captains, well, not only one captain on the ship, but one of the other pilots, he, we were talking to him, and he was like, because we hate these new ships. because they're so tall that, you know, you really feel the wind pushing it from side to side, not like the other ships oh. with a longer end. Does, but, uh, you know, it, it doesn't bother me, but everybody else was sick. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, I'm more than cruise to myself, so it was pretty good, but Pretty cool, man. Great. Yeah, it's nice being on a brand new ship because everything is like spanking new. There's like nothing's been used before. Everything's clean, you know, so it was pretty cool yeah, for that. Yeah. And they, I think they had the, the Broadway show. We were Rocky, the Queen show, based yeah. on the Queen musical. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. It's pretty cool having all those queens. Uh, cool. so it was kind of like a rock and cruise when you look at it in a way. Yeah, 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 definitely. I guess that's, that's the the, show. Uh, it's the age, you know. You know what? You're right because most of the people taking these cruises now are in the 40s and 50s, and that's the kind of music and they grew up on. Classic, and they know our classic rock is, you know, that stuff. You know, yeah, Queen, Eric, exactly. Yeah, definitely a good play. But if you don't have the right guy in the in the lead role, uh, you know, yeah. trying to sing Freddie Mercury. You know, this guy had like a, he kind of had a weak voice, very tin, hollowy voice. And, yeah. you know, even though they kind of adapt the songs to make it more like like Broadway style than like straight rock, uh, yeah. he didn't have the chops with Freddie Mercury. And what's funny is that, you know, it's, you know, the whole play is based on the song Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, that they're trying to right. get back to that time because they're in the future now and the uh, music is like generic and, and they make fun of like Lady Gaga and Katy Perry and all those other pop singers, you know, and uh, you know, they're trying to find that lost guitar in Graceland, you know, and they mix all the tunes in there, but everything is based around the worst of Bohemian Rhapsody. So they do the final encore, which is we will rock you the name of the play, you know, and, and then they come out to do the curtain call. My, my daughter's like, I can't believe they didn't do, do Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like the biggest song, you know, the one that they talked about the whole play. I'm like, yeah, you're right. right. It doesn't make any sense to me. So they do the curtain call, which on Broadway is the end of the show. You know, they do a curtain call, it's over. Half the place mm-hmm. walked out, he comes back out, and he goes into a spot and does Bohemian Rhapsody. Half the, half the audience already left. The other half is out of the chairs leaving. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's how you do at a rock concert where people are screaming for an encore, 
And, you know, right, you're, right, you're, right. you're waiting for them to come back out again. Not in a Broadway play where you do the curtain call and everybody leaves. That's how it is on Broadway. Right. So the guy oh, sent, like, like eight people that were still left there. And those eight people were in wheelchairs. I had to wait to get pushed out of the place, you know? <laughs> and they wanted to leave. <laughs> and they wanted to get out of there. Oh, jeez. Some of them were crawling. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, get some me out of here. I want to hear another song. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Let's get on one or two more tunes, and then we'll, we'll wrap things up here today. Uh, how about we do Creed? Uh, this isn't the Scott, the Scott Strap, whatever the oh, fuck that guy's name is. Dan Creed. This, yeah, it's not them. This is an early 80s band called Creed. Uh, if I remember, they were pretty good, but I haven't heard them in 30 years. So your guess is as good as mine. Let's give it a shot together. Here's called Taken by Storm. Can't be any better. It can't be worse than this. <laughs> no, it can't.
All right, David wanted to hear S.A. Slay off at the head. I didn't want to play another instrument because we kind of played one earlier on the show with Violent Force, but when you get a request, you got to play. You know what I'm saying, T? That's right. You got to keep the boys happy, the boys and Goyles happy. Goyles. That, that's right. That's right. I know I'm going to wrap things up here today. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. It is definitely that time. It, it was past that time. Well, is this weekend, huh? You're making strawberries. That's right. Yesterday we you know, get together yearly and do it. And uh, you know, my wife needed like nine thousand pounds of it to take to work. So while well, we were busy all day yesterday making those goddamn things, I, I smell see like oil you got stuff. Those two little tins, later. right? The little tins and stuff. You need like real little tins because when you start filling up those big ones, you go through them real quick, and it takes oh, forever yeah. to make them. Yeah, you know. Well, we did for hours. Yeah, but you know what? You get to spend the day with the family, so sure, you can't yeah. complain, right? You could tell you guys are having a, a good old, uh, a good time. Yeah, we tried. That was my grandmother's recipe. She got to be sixty years old. That recipe, wow. and uh, you know, we still make it together every year. And I'm hoping that my kids, you know, kind of pick up on with me. You know, my daughter comes every now and then, but she's working. But hopefully, when she gets married one day and has her own family, she'll. Uh, Keep it going, and we'll be the grandparents sitting there complaining about everything. Not that I don't do that now. But I just don't, <laughs> Not that you don't <laughs> do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing it somebody else's house, and uh, and we'll keep it going. So at least another generation, you know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. That's all you can do here. All right, well, let's close it out. This Thursday, the middle matinee, we're running out of them. You know, I think it only goes another few months. And then we hit the 400 mark, and we're going to kind of wrap up that and uh, just stick with the Sunday night show. It's till the end. It's all songs about dying and death uh, this week. And uh, I think after that, we have our Christmas special, our New Year special. And we're going to keep those going even after the Mellow Matinee ends. Anytime there's a holiday and we do a holiday show, uh, you know, we'll keep yeah. doing that because they're always fun. But uh, I want to wish my uh, sister a very happy birthday tomorrow. And the day after that is my wife's birthday. We kind of went out to dinner today to celebrate while everybody's home on the weekend. But the two of them have birthdays this week. Back to back, you got to love it. Yeah. (laughs) The credit card companies love you. (laughs) You're not kidding. (laughs) Especially with Christmas coming. (laughs) Right. But it is what it is. It's just another year to celebrate the people that are in your life. So uh, you got to enjoy it. Definitely. I should play a song for her, but I don't think I have anything that's like, you know, my wife's not a, a rock person in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, she's a dancing queen, a disco queen. But uh, I don't know. I, I can't even think of, I can't even find a song. I'm looking through the playlist, see, like what we have, that would even be remotely close to something that would be different. I got cracked the whip by uh, by Clovenhoff, but I don't think she would appreciate that. So I, I can't play that. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nothing really good. Nothing I can play for her. Isn't that funny? 666 by Anvil. We can do that. <laughs> You're crazy. I, I'm just grasping at straws. I'm trying to find something to how play. About, how, about that painted I... black. how about Painted Black by Anvil? No, you don't have that. From the first I don't album. have that uploaded. Otherwise, I, I would, but I don't have that. Because uh, yeah, when they reinstated the Hi-Fi, all the old songs got yeah. knocked off. Right, right. All and that old back stuff down. That... How about uh, any uh, covers by Wasp? Sometimes they do covers, like 70s rock covers. Yeah. She, would, nah, she might she not even know that. that. <laughs> well, that she wouldn't know. <laughs> Let me see. I don't, nah, have, really, I don't have nothing on it. Let me see. What do I have by Ozzy? Killer of Giants? Nah, I can't play that. Still Away the Night? Nah, I can't play that. So I tell you, I should have thought about this ahead of time and uh, maybe uploaded something, you know? 
too funny. That would have been the smart. Oh, you know what? How about we play Pretty Maids? I got Queen of Dreams because she's the queen of my dreams. How does that sound? There you go. There you go. All right. Let's wrap it up here today. For my wife on her birthday, I love her. Here you go. Pretty Maids, Queen of Dreams. I will see you guys Thursday, if not next Sunday night. Tea. You have a good week, buddy. It was nice having you back on again. All right. Same here. Same here. Glad to be back. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Good night, everyone. Yeah.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.